0: I want you to honestly think about what is that one thing that I can incorporate. This is not about competing with my girlfriends or a family member or anything. This is just about me being better than I was yesterday. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Today, I'm really excited as always. I just love this opportunity. First, let me say this. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Do you know we already hit over 5,000 downloads in like less than 20 days, which I hear is pretty amazing. That's a great milestone. So first, I have to thank you for your support. I thank you for your reviews and all your direct messages on Instagram and Facebook. I love you guys so much. You have no idea how much this opportunity to just share more of my heart, as I always say, really means to me. And so today is no different. I was actually teaching a course recently, pretty much the foundation of redefining wealth. I was traveling this summer with Steve Harvey's Act Like a Success Conference It was the Act Like a Success experience, actually, with my good friend, Doreen Rainey. And we went all over the country sharing our principles, and we sold this course called Accelerated Success. And for my portion, my six-week portion of the course, um, I'm really diving deeper into redefining wealth. And so I was doing an orientation call last week. And I shared that some of these modules I knew was really going to push people out of their comfort zones. And I was just really challenging my students to be open to the process. And I started to say that I wanted us to really share intentionally what our fitness goals were, because as you know, redefining wealth, the first pillar is fit. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and learn the importance of being fit on your journey to success and wealth, because around these parts, we believe that if God has given us a vision, then it is our duty, our responsibility to protect the vessel needed to execute the vision. And so I was talking about that. We have a Facebook group and keeping ourselves accountable and all that great stuff. And someone said, well, my fitness goal is to walk 10,000 steps. And the next person said, well, I can't do 10,000. I can only do five or six. I can't do 10,000. I can only do five or six. And, you know, I was like, (laughs) stop everything because the second young lady immediately went into comparison. What did the other woman's goal of 10,000 steps have to do with what her abilities were? Right. We don't know if this woman has been walking, you know, for 20 years. We don't know if she's a postal worker and she's gonna get them steps anyway. You know, we don't know if she's a trainer of some kind. Like we don't know any real personal stuff about the other members of the group. Cause remember I was on a tour. So there's people who have joined the group from all over, and all they know is what they share through the exercises. But you don't know anything about this woman's personal fitness journey, right? And it got me to thinking about just comparison and how instantly we kind of self-sabotage because for no reason we jump into comparing what other people are doing to what we can or what the story is we've told ourselves about what we can do. And the truth is there is no comparison because we should only be competing against who we were yesterday Like at this point, my goal is every day to be better than I was yesterday. And sometimes I have to tell myself, even in the gym, listen, hey, Treese, you are better than you were seven days ago. You're better than you were four weeks ago. You're better than you were six months ago. A year ago, you couldn't have done any of this. So who are you comparing yourself to, right? Like I have girlfriends that run 10 miles a day. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Let me tell you about who I was growing up. I'm an athlete. If you met me in person, 5'10". Are women supposed to share their weight? I don't care. I'm not in comparison. So I weigh about 168 pounds. And so I'm just trying to give you a visual, right? So I look fit. I've I've always kind of had this appearance of being fit. But as I've told you, that means nothing because you can look thin and be completely unhealthy like I have been at many points in my life. And so when I was growing up, I looked fit. I'm tall, slender. I have an athletic build. And I played volleyball and basketball in particular for this story in high school, And we used to do some forms of conditioning, right? So you're supposed to run around, you know, the outside of the school or do all these different things. And I was the person, even as the team captain, this is so bad. But even as the team captain, I was the person who would duck out. Like, you know, the person that hides behind the tree or hides behind a building or a trash can or something. And then on the third go around, you jump back in. I was that person. And I really, I wish I could tell you how I became that person. Because there's nothing wrong with me, (laughs) there was nothing wrong with me back then. But at some point, I made up this story that I don't run just for no doggone reason. I made up the story that I don't run, and I don't know if it was because of my build, because I was naturally athletic. I was like, Oh, all this is for them, the people that need to get it together, right? I must already have it going on. I don't know what. I freaking thought, but it was a story that I told myself that was, I don't run. And then as I got older and went to college and I would have friends that would run around uh, USC, I don't remember how many miles it is around the total campus, but it was a nice workout. You know, I would throw myself into something. I would do half or do a quarter of it. And I'm like, I told you guys, I don't run. I told you I don't run. I told you I don't run. And then something happened. This went on for many years, just up until about a year ago. When I heard myself, you know how you say things all the time and you believe it, you apply it in certain places, but then you don't apply it everywhere. I heard myself say for like the millionth time that words are powerful. I heard myself say that what you verbalize, you magnify and you magnetize. And in that moment, I started to think through what are the things that I've really been saying that I know are not supporting me, but they're, they're making me act a certain way, like I am completely self-sabotaging. And one of the things that came up was, I don't run. Three small words have impacted my life for about 20 years. I don't run. And I started to think through when I started saying that, why I started saying it. I mean, all the way back to childhood, I used to run all over the place. So it's like my daughter now, she runs all over the house. It doesn't matter if she slides down the stairs or her socks make her fall in the hallway or something. Still, if you send her to get something or you ask her questions, she's going to run. And that's just typical of kids, right? And I don't know at what point I crossed the line and just decided that I don't run. But that one thought that verbal influence that I gave myself that story that I've been telling myself kept me from being I'm going to I'm going to keep it real I think it kept me from being my best possible self for at least 20 years at least 20 years and so I made a decision to just stop saying I don't run I made a decision and I started to tell myself you are totally capable of running like go run. Go do it. And so I I start putting into my workout routine to sometimes 3 days a week where I just go out and run and in my neighborhood, I live in a beautiful neighborhood. It's wonderful to run. I'm also not too far away from the Rose Bowl here in Southern California where so many people run and walk in the morning. Oh, this is the other one I said. I tr- I did Run at the Rose Bowl once when I first moved to this area about a year ago, and I saw a coyote. And so that sent me into coyotes are out. That's why I don't run. (laughs) I just added that to the story, right? I made the little one liner much longer coyotes are out. I don't run. And so I was like, forget that. There's too many people who are out there running all the time, getting their life. And I'm making up an excuse, essentially. And so fast forward for the last year or so, since I've shifted the words that I use and the story that I tell myself, I have been running and it started out where I could barely do a mile without a huffing and puffing, no matter how I looked, I was not getting it, was not healthy in that respect, not physically healthy like that or not physically fit to that extent. And... I just got out of my own way. And so I started running and now I'm up to three miles. I can do three miles with very brief stops for walking. So I don't want you to think I'm out here beasting it like ready for a marathon. I'm not, right? But that's the beauty of it. I'm not, but I don't care because I'm better than I was a week ago. I'm better than I was several months ago. I am better than I've been in 20 years. And that's the only thing that matters to me. And that's a part of the power of no comparison. So when I go on like girlfriend trips or I go on vacations with people and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go do a 10 mile run. Want to come? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. I'm not going to die out here trying to keep up with you. Like I'm, I'm not It's not that for me. I'm better than I was. And every day I'm getting better. And that's the only thing that matters. So I don't allow people to shame me for where I am. I don't allow people to tell me that I could be better and you could be doing this and you could be doing that. But you know what? I am not in comparison mode. I am just truly grateful that the reality is I lived in a story for so long, but that truly I didn't have a... a physical ailment that was keeping me from being able to do it. And so there's a lot that I've learned in the last year. I want to share with you as we talk about just the power of no comparison, right? The first thing that I've learned is that you're more committed. You're more committed. When we're not in comparison, when this is not about keeping up with someone else, then you can get more committed because you're just more clear about what matters to you, right? Because this is about my goals. This is about my body. This is about my vessel. This is about my vision, right? And if I'm in comparison and I'm looking at you and I'm trying to keep up with you, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with a challenge, but I will not kill myself just trying to keep up with someone else. It's like, have you ever been in the gym and you're minding your business on the treadmill? And then a little 20-year-old chick with no hips, no body, no no body fat, no nothing. (laughs) She comes in and you're doing your thing. Now, I love to do the treadmill on 15 incline. It is like you are climbing mountains, literally. But I only, my speed is like three, three and a half, right? And these little chicks come into the gym and they're not on the, as high an incline as me, but they come in and they are running on like a 10 and they are just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. like they are just, you know, like it looks like they are doing it. And a part of me, I'm not going to lie with my 36 year old self, every once in a while, I'm like, I could go a little faster and then I'd be ready to kill myself. Ma'am, you have not prepared yourself to just skip steps. And that's the thing about it. You have to be committed to your process. Because when you're in comparison with other people, you're going to skip some steps that you're not ready for. If this girl is running on a 10, how do I know that she didn't start out at three? And for the last four years, she's been grooming herself to get to this point. You don't know other people's stories. You don't know other people's motives. Have you ever thought about the fact that someone else has to do what they're doing because if they don't, like their health is literally in jeopardy? They literally have a disease or a diagnosis that is forcing them to do what they're doing. And you're up here looking at them instead of being committed to looking at yourself. You have to stay committed to you. The power of no comparison is about understanding that you must be more committed to yourself, to your goals, to your body, to your vision, to your vessel than you are to keeping up with other people. The other thing that I've noticed about not being in comparison is that I am so much more courageous. Like I have become so much more open, and this is not just in my fitness goals, just in life, about going after whatever it is I say I want because I'm not worried about judgment from the people that I would ordinarily compare myself to. Does that make sense? Like there have been instances where I, you know, I've gone the extra mile. I I ran all the way to Colorado Boulevard, which is pretty far from my house, actually. One day, I did almost four miles, and I was okay with pushing myself and taking bigger risks, and just going for what I feel like was greatness in that moment because I was not worried about the woman running next to me or the woman who I already saw go around twice or anything like can you be motivated by some of that? Sure. But I didn't feel like I was competing. Like I didn't feel like I was in any form of competition with anyone else. And that has crossed over so greatly in other parts of my life. Like starting this podcast, were there benchmarks that I researched? Like how many downloads is good, you know, and what number of guests to interview and how long should your episodes be? There were all these things that I researched. And then, you know what, guys? I'm not going to lie. I got into it and I really enjoy it so much. I kind of tossed it out the window because I just feel like as long as I'm being me and as long as I'm sharing from my heart and as long as I'm sharing principles that I truly feel work and will resonate with you as an audience, then that's all that matters. I can't be in comparison. I live in a world of abundance and I really believe that there is more than enough to go around. And so what good would it be to be comparing myself to people again when I don't know what it took for them? I don't know how long they were building their audience. I don't know the extent of their reach. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But let me tell you who I do know and what I do know. I know me. I know my heart. I know where I'm starting from and I have vision and I have goals, but my goals can't be based on competing with other people in this space. My benchmarks have to be what is a stretch for me, but also what feels good for me. And that leads me to the last point, which is, you know, when you're not in comparison, you can be more complete. Because so much of what I'm up to these days is just about being in alignment with what feels good for me. It feels good for me at this stage to have a boxing trainer twice a week that I go to with my husband or to run twice a week and do my three miles and sometimes push it a little more if that's what I feel led to do, to do my once a week workout with a different trainer, to try different classes with my girlfriends. Like it feels so good to not be in comparison, not be competing with anyone else or anything else but literally just do what feels good. Like what feels good in my soul and my spirit, what speaks to me, what speaks to my body, like to look at what my body is responding to, to look at how I sleep at night, if if my metabolism has kicked it up a notch. Like I just weighed myself today actually and at the time of this recording I would have just gotten back from the Bahamas. I went to Steve Harvey's Sand and Soul in the Bahamas. It was a fantastic event. And while I don't eat a lot of sugar, I always say I don't eat sugar, I drink it. So I don't eat a lot of sugar, but I do love me some, I forget what they call it, Bombay something, Goombay punch. I don't know. It had all the right things in it. It was sweet and it was just way too much. But it's funny because I weighed myself now back in the day, again, when I wasn't so into my fitness, I would have gone on vacation, enjoyed some adult beverages, and then come back home and felt all the effects. I would have felt bloated and just kind of sickly and my immune system would be down. And now because of how I've continuously invested in rebuilding my vessel, right? invested in making my body move and improving my metabolism and how I eat and all that stuff. Like I was just so unaffected. I got on the scale and I was like, oh, hey girl, you're not doing too bad. To be in the Bahamas for four days and cut up as you did, because I love a good vacation cut up, Because, now some of y'all go on vacation and cut up, but you're doing the same cut up you always do. (laughs) It's not a vacation. But because I've been diligent and consistent in what I'm putting into my body and how I'm treating my physical body, going on vacation for a few days and cutting up didn't seem to hurt anything too bad. And so I am just so proud of me. Does that sound like I'm full of myself? I don't care. I'm not in comparison. I am just so proud of me. And I'm sharing that because I want you to be proud of you. I want you to honestly think about what is that one thing that I can incorporate? This is not about competing with my girlfriends or family member or anything. This is just about me being better than I was yesterday. So if your thing is Not 10,000 steps, not 5,000 steps. If your thing is, look, I sit at a desk all day. I don't ever leave my office. I walk in, sit down, get up to walk out, and then I go sit down at home. If that's you and you want to say, hey, I'm going to commit to walking around the block. I'm not in comparison with Patrice running three miles. I'm not in comparison with Patrice's friends who were running 10 miles. I'm in comparison with no one but me. Like, man, if I got to just walk around the block, I am better than I was. I've been sitting and sitting and sitting for 15 years, for 20 years, for 25 years. I just want to get up and walk around the block every evening. Then do that. What if for you it's just, I'm going to take... One aerobic class, or I'm gonna go swim at the YMCA in the heated pool once a week to get some activity. For me, I started out small and then it's become kind of addictive. I just love it. I love it. I love the burst of energy. I love really just the feeling that I have of taking care of myself. Like there's just something that makes you feel so good in knowing that you're honoring. The vessel that God gave you. And my workouts are not just for me. I feel like they're for you. I feel like my workouts are for you because I serve such an amazing community and I want to be here to serve you. You know, I want to be able to do it at optimum capacity. I want to be able to stand in my heels for hours at a time at book signings like I did last night. I spoke, I got back in town on a what, early morning flight from the Bahamas and then ended up teaching some classes and then speaking uh, at a Tim Story event. Tim Story is amazing. At a Tim Story event here locally in Los Angeles and to be able to stand for an hour and a half after in high heels and take pictures and look eyeball to eyeball with every person who walked up and hug every person that walked up, like it takes energy It takes stamina. It takes a level of physical fitness that when I was praying to be a nationally recognized best-selling author, I was praying for it, but until I really started to take my health seriously, I was not prepared for it. And that's the other thing. Like, that's why I can't focus on comparison. I just have to look at my vision and ask myself every time, are you prepared to walk into it? And if the answer is no, then I have work to do. Like right now, my vision is to speak internationally often. And so you got to ask yourself the question, are you prepared to walk into it? Some of us are dreaming international dreams and we don't have a passport. You got to take baby steps. (laughs) You have to take baby steps. So you got to think about what's that baby step for you. So identify what that vision is and get committed to taking care of the vessel needed to execute that vision. And then remember to stay away from comparison because we don't know the story behind what other people are doing. But you do have to recognize what story you've been telling yourself because mine kept me back for 20 years. In some form or fashion, I have to accept that. So what is your story telling you? And what are you willing to do to get past it? So I want to thank you so much for taking time out to listen to Redefining Wealth and The Power of No Comparison. I would love to hear from you. So take a minute and just leave your review, leave a comment. I really want to hear your thoughts and I want you to answer those questions. You know, what are you prepared to do to start taking care of that vision? And where are you willing to start? Remember, you can... Find me at patricewashington.com. We have videos that come out every Tuesday. Of course, this podcast comes out every single Thursday. So make sure you subscribe. Again, leave a review, share it with a friend. uh, Because I'm here to help make sure that you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. See you next time.